This WBEZ podcast is supported by the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention. Suicide is a topic that hides in the shadows. It's time we talk away the dark, learn how to spot the warning signs for suicide, and how you can have an open, caring, real conversation to help save lives. Visit the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention to watch the new short film and learn more at AFSP.org slash talkawaythedark. Good morning. I'm Adora Namigade, and this is The Rundown. The Chicago City Council today is scheduled to take its final vote on who should make decisions in serious police discipline cases. The Union for Rank-and-File Officers wants to contest firings and long suspensions in private arbitration instead of public hearings before the city's police board. The union argues cops deserve the same arbitration rights as other unionized public employees. But Mayor Brandon Johnson says moving the process behind closed doors would undermine police legitimacy and stunt reform. An arbitrator has repeatedly backed the union on the matter. Today, the city council is scheduled to vote on whether to reject the arbitrator's latest ruling. The mayor's office says he'll have the 30 votes that he needs for that rejection. That would set up court battles about police board authority. A proposal in Springfield would require any law enforcement agencies encrypting their police scanner transmissions to still make their live activity available to the media. Democratic Representative LaShawn K. Ford is the bill's sponsor. He says the live information would allow people to inform authorities more quickly and effectively. We believe that anybody that's regulated by the FCC and licensed by the state, we believe they they are trustworthy and that they will report real-time crime and will not interfere with law enforcement, but will actually be a partner with the law enforcement to um, help catch criminals. Ford says this proposal would allow community members to help each other and create safer neighborhoods. Chicago residents can cast their ballots early for the March 19th primary starting today. The voting supersite in the loop at Clark and Lake opens today for anyone in the city. Residents can also cast their ballots in person at the Board of Election Commissioners on the sixth floor of 69 West Washington. More early voting locations in each of the city's 50 wards will open next month. Early voting has already begun in the Collar Counties, but it won't start for suburban Cook County residents until next week. If voting by mail is more your speed, any Illinois resident can also apply for a mail-in ballot through their local election authority. In celebration of Black History Month, Illinois Comptroller Susanna Mendoza yesterday honored five downstate black leaders. Among them were Shamika Madison, who heads the Boys and Girls Club in Decatur, and Carbondale Mayor Carolyn Harvey. Honoree Ed Hightower is a former educator from Edwardsville and NCAA basketball referee. Let's celebrate Black History daily by striving for equality, justice, and opportunities for all, knowing that our actions will help shape the world of tomorrow. Hightower also runs the Manny Jackson Center for the Humanities Foundation in Edwardsville. The foundation develops educational programs aimed at fostering respect for different races and cultural identities. Honorees were given a certificate from the Comptroller's office. And something else you should know today. Girls flag football is becoming an official varsity sport in Illinois. The Illinois High School Association announced its inaugural girls flag football state finals are scheduled for next October. Officials say more than 100 schools have committed to field a team for the state series in 2024, with almost 40 more schools aiming to join the following season. 
Today's weather, there's some light rain expected this morning, but clear skies later today. The weather will peak in the 40s, and tomorrow should be mostly cloudy and 31 degrees. That's it for now. Later today, when dozens of lifeguards came forward in 2021 alleging widespread sexual abuse from fellow employees, the Chicago Park Department made public apologies and started to clean house. Then came the lawsuits. This is not a press conference where you're uh, discussing somebody's resignation, right? This is not the mayor saying we apologize to all the survivors and we're going to do better by you. This is a court case where these lawyers are trying to evade liability for the park mm. district now. And they're saying, hey, the law doesn't apply to us. WBEZ's Dan Mahalopoulos explains the circumstances that led to a new state law that makes it easier for survivors of workplace gender violence to sue their employers. That's today at one o'clock. I'm Adora Namigate. Thanks for listening.